Well, welcome back to another edition of Mental Health Mondays with The Refuge. I am here today with my partner in this endeavor of offering support um, during this really difficult season in the world and in our lives and in our communities, Joe Rainey from The Refuge. And we are happy to have today our friend Danielle Schroyer here from Dallas, Texas. And this is one of the positives of COVID-19 is that we have explored new platforms of connecting across time zones and uh, physical location to be together. And this series on Mental Health Mondays came out of the beginning of the pandemic and the reality that our mental health was going to take a hit. Um, in this isolation, in this separation, and that we needed to find a way to sustain and last. And we really truly had no idea what the future was gonna be, and here we are four plus months later, and we're finding our way. Um, see, season two, we kind of did a first round, this is season two, and what we're doing this season is really bringing in um, a little more eclectic mix, so a mix of therapists still, but also friends who are spiritual directors, mental health sustainers, social workers, uh, different texture of ways to last. And so um, we are so honored to have Danielle with us today. I've known Danielle for a long time now. I mean, really probably since the beginning of the refuge, um, which is now 14 years old. And um, Danielle is an author. She's written multiple books. Her most recent is called Original Blessing. They're all fabulous and um, a wide, expansive view of God and faith and which is really needed in so many ways in the world. She pastored for a long time um, at Faith Community in Dallas and um, now has really transitioned some of her work to spiritual companionship. She's a spiritual director and um, really walking alongside people and just helping uh, travel this hard road and for sure opening up our spirituality and our day-to-day -day living and kind of bringing it all together. So um, Soul Ninja is a piece of her work and um, we'll put the links in the uh, YouTube stuff and um, in the, the uh, follow-up things so that you can check her work out. But we're really happy to have you here with us, Danielle, today. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Um, and just a reminder, we've got uh, discussion questions in the description box under the YouTube video, and then also in the show notes on the uh, Spotify podcast link. And um, yeah, so if you have a chance to take some time to process this information, that would be really good um, because yeah, just having it thrown at you doesn't really do much, but if you take some space to just either breathe with the things you're learning or process the questions with a friend, that's really the best way um, to engage the content. So looking forward to what you have to share, Daniel. Thanks. Well, I actually just wanted to start by um, telling you all in total honesty that uh, last Saturday I hit my wall. I've actually been pretty good. I lucked out my kids are teenagers, so I don't have little biddies at home and I already worked from home. So the transition, you know, I just had a few in-town people that I moved to Skype, but I already do work on Skype. So anyway, I felt like I kind of lucked out at the beginning of the pandemic that the transition wasn't quite as abrupt. Um, but the word on the street from so many spiritual directors and therapists that I know is that this past week, 
it was like everyone collectively just lost their minds and hit their wall. And that is including the therapists and spiritual directors that I talked to. So what that looked like for me is that um, last Saturday, I just was like, none of this is okay anymore. And I went to Target, which I know I'm really not supposed to do. I did have my mask on. And I roamed into Target and I got a thing of Ben and Jerry's. And then I went and sat in the um, parking lot with my spoon and I just ate some fish food and just like sat in my car and called my girlfriend. And I was like, well, here's where we are. We're literally eating ice cream in the parking lot. So that's what's happening over here. How are you? Um, and she's a very like motivated person too. And she was like, yeah, me too. Like I was like, you know, just so frustrated, everything, you know, like we were mad at the way people were breathing. We were mad at like, you know what I mean? Just like no one could do anything right. And so I say that just to say, if you've had that week where you're like, I hate everyone. Why does my dog pant and need water? You know, just you're, I'm with you. I was just there and I have a bevy of spiritual practices in my life and it's sometimes just not enough. And you just, you hit that wall and it hurts and you got a bruise all on your face and it's fine. So I just kind of want to name that a little bit at the beginning and say, here's where I feel like we are. So like, if you think about it in terms of family systems, which I'm obviously not a therapist, but I have read a bunch with seminary and whatever, um, to talk about it. Like usually what they say is like in a good family system, the healthy heads of the home, like the parents or the authority figures are there to calibrate down the other members anxieties. So like when you have a child and they're three and they're throwing a tantrum, it doesn't help if the parent also throws a tantrum. What helps if the, is the parents like, huh, I see you, I hear you. It sounds like you're really upset. And they're holding space for this anxiety, but they also do it in a way that kind of just calms it right down. And in our collective American family system right now, we do not have any centralized parenting voices that are holding that space for us. And I just think we need to acknowledge that even though there's so many amazing people who are doing such good work to get us through this time, we all know that we don't have that and it is exhausting every day. It's exhausting every day that there's this anxiety happening and the system itself is not doing anything in those sort of parental spaces to like calm us down. And so we're just having, we're having to figure out on our own and like, that creates so much trauma for kids. Like if kids grow up in a, in a situation where they had to be the parent, you know, they realize when they get older, like that actually was really unfair. I wasn't supposed to have to do that. So all that to say, you're not supposed to have to hold the anxiety of this whole pandemic in your body. And yet you are because we're in the American system and that's what's being required of us right now. And it sucks. And so if you need to go to the parking lot and eat some Ben and Jerry's at Target, like you go on, it's understandable. Um, the other thing that I think was sort of tragically funny that happened this last week when I heard from so many people that everyone's hitting their wall is that Taylor Swift dropped a new album. And so a whole bunch of people were like, cool, cool. Like I made one loaf of sourdough bread and like Taylor Swift wrote 15 brand new songs from scratch and like threw them out into the world to make money and like make people happy. That's great. You know, and it kind of echoed what I remembered seeing at the beginning of the pandemic when there were all those people that were like, if you don't write your novel during this pandemic, like it wasn't, it wasn't all the excuses you said because you have the time now, you know, those people. Um, so 
that's not helpful. So let me just say, if you spent last week also comparing yourself to Taylor Swift, you should know that she's an international pop star. And so maybe just don't compare yourself to Taylor Swift. She's probably an above average creative type and she has a lot of money and she has like a whole host of people around her that allow that to happen for her because she doesn't have to think about a lot of things that we have to think about because we're not international pop stars with a lot of money. And so that's not, a, just don't, why? Why would you add that to your list of things that you need to do, you know? Let it go. As Taylor would say, actually, shake it off, you know? Um, this is not a helpful way to see that, like, we need to put this stress on ourselves in the pandemic. So um, I do want to share some practical things that I've done to sort of push through the wall that I hit that do not involve Ben and Jerry's. But um, first, I just want to say kind of the basic thing that I've been trying to help people see in looking at the pandemic, because I think at the beginning, like I said, some people were like, well, this is when you're going to do your new novel. Shakespeare wrote blah, blah, blah. You know, all those awful things we saw on Twitter about all these people that like did amazing things when they were in quarantine or in their bed in the 1800s. Um, there were so many people that were trying to sort of make predictions at the beginning of this thing. Like, well, this is how we're going to get back to the family. You know, we've all been too busy for the family. And so now, you know, and this is how it's going to be. Well, yes, that's true. And also like some families are abusive and now there's danger in those homes. You know, it was very one-sided. It's almost like we're, we're just designed in all things to see the world dualistically and to moralize everything. And that's not always the most helpful way to view it in general. So people saying like, well, look, you know, the skies over LA have never looked clearer, you know? Yes, that's true. And also like a whole bunch of people lost their jobs and a whole lot of doctors and nurses are being asked to do way too much, you know? So this idea that it's all going to be predicted for good or the people that were doomsday predicting weren't helping either because we just were already stressed and we don't need to know about the murder hornets anymore, you know? So the predictions on both sides are, are more overly moralistic and they're super unhelpful. And so I would just encourage you to look at this time of pandemic, which we hope will come to an end instead this way and just say, okay, look, it is going to include a whole bunch of things, this pandemic, just like everything else in all of life, it will be a mix of good and bad things that are available to us. And so maybe the one thing that you could try to get out of it is to be aware. And I hope that's true in normal life too, but at least the one thing that we can say the pandemic did is that because it's forced us to get out of our normal routines, maybe we have this small window to become aware of things that we didn't know about before. Some of that will be amazing things like, gosh, I don't actually miss the gym. I would rather go for a walk or a hike, you know, great. Okay. Some of it may be really hard. Gosh, this friendship doesn't feel the same as it used to. And I need to actually now deal with that and have a conversation with that person or, you know, all these stressors that are coming out in ways it's, it's good and bad. And maybe the best thing that we can do instead of trying to moralize it or put it in a bucket is simply to say, how can I be awake to what is happening within me right now? So that's partly how I'm kind of moving through the wall is I, after Saturday, the Ben and Jerry's was helpful. 
sometimes it is. And then I got back home and I was like, okay, put that in the freezer. I got out my planner and I was like, what do I need to do next week differently? Knowing that I've hit my wall and that a lot of the things that I've been leaning on haven't worked because probably you've been doing a good job in some ways. And maybe in the last few weeks, like you haven't meditated or prayed because you're super over it and I don't blame you. You know, maybe give yourself some space to get out of your routine. But then when you feel that lethargy setting in, like, you know that it's getting to be just dangerous lethargy instead of giving yourself a break, make sure that you kind of get awake again because your soul doesn't want you to go to sleep. That's the main thing. It doesn't mean you have to do it all every second, but like make sure that you're listening to your soul and that you're awake to it. So I know what I did is I sat down my planner and I was like, okay, what one thing is pulling me down into that lethargy and that frustration? For me, it was doom scrolling on Twitter. Why? Because I'm bored. Because I've, I've literally organized every closet. I've done all my work, you know? It's just, there's not enough to do right now f- for me. And so I'm bored. And so I will doom scroll on Twitter anytime I have an extra second. Well, that doesn't help because then I'm just reminded that I'm doing the work and then other people aren't doing work. And that's why people's kids don't get to go to school in the fall in a few weeks, you know? And I just feel angry that I'm doing a good job and I'm having to pay for other people not doing a good job. So, okay, less doom scrolling on Twitter. And then how can I replace that one little place that I think is pulling me towards the lethargy with something that's going to bring me joy or hope instead? And so I'm reading this book called Gideon the Ninth. The subtitle for, or the subtext for what it is, is Lesbian Necromancers in Space. It's hilarious. Who came up with that idea? It's literally the funniest, most sarcastic, witty book I have read in some time. And I was like, okay, instead of doomsday scrolling, I'm going to read Lesbian Necromancers in Space. And it was such a good swap. I haven't had Ben and Jerry's once this week. Because I swapped that one little thing out. So I'm calling that small mercies, right? You sit down maybe this week and you say, okay, where's the one thing where I feel I'm just getting pulled down? That doesn't seem overly, do like, I can't maybe fix my job if my job is pulling me down. But if there's what's manageable that I can replace. And then you swap it out with this thing for joy and hope. That's one way that you could maybe just push forward towards awake, awakened life, you know, hopeful life. Um, the other thing that's certainly a little bit more soulful and true to spiritual direction is I've been encouraging people every week to start with a word of intention. And I know that's not a, a, you know, mind blowing new idea, but it's crazy how these really simple things can bring us back to ground. Because again, we're in this system where all this stuff is happening and there's so much anxiety and there's nowhere, no one's taking responsibility for it. And so it's just floating. So in those times, what we need are grounding practices. And so a word of intention is a really great way to give yourself a grounding practice while also being super gentle with yourself and not giving yourself just a whole lot of other things to do. Because the last thing I want you to hear in this is, I'm not doing a good enough job because I didn't meditate. Like if you can't meditate this week, who cares? It's fine. You know, if you do need to sit down and watch Netflix all one day, like that's fine. Just pay attention to whether that feels like restorative or whether it feels like lethargy. Your soul knows the difference. 
So if it feels restorative, do it. If it feels like you're sucking yourself down into this lethargy, what is it going to take for you to be awake in a way that feels doable and gracious and gentle, but isn't going to put you in a hole that's going to be harder for you to dig out of later? So what I love about a word of intention is that there's so much space in that for you, wherever you are listening, to figure out what that means for you. So maybe your word for the week is freedom. Maybe your word for the week is peace. Maybe your word for the week is joy. And maybe joy looks like you're going to go get a peach from the store and you're going to just hold it and do the Thich Nhat Hanh thing where you just smell it and you wash it and you spend like 10 whole minutes eating this peach and that brings you joy. It doesn't have to be anything overly cool or Instagram worthy or like no big deal. Like don't get too abundant about it. Like small little things that help you set that intention. And the word should give you enough freedom to feel again, like you're not, you're not just giving yourself another to-do list because that's not going to be helpful. I say to do that at the beginning of every week because our internal lives are changing so quickly that you may need a new word next week. If you don't, keep the same word. That's great. You don't have to come up with a new word. But if you find yourself in a really different place next Monday than you are this Monday, that's also fine. Swap out a word that's going to help you just stay awake. And know that every day you're going to be awake to just as much as you can. So know that there's days when you realize there's a lot of stuff that's brewing in your soul that you need to pay attention to, but you can only look at this one thing. That's great. Just stay awake to that. Just stay awake to knowing that you have things to be awake to. And that's also fine, right? Gentle, gentle, gentle. So I hope you'll take some time to think about a word or intention um, this week that might just guide you and just do one thing to swap lethargy for joy. Just one little switch and maybe you'll see how it helps your soul recover a little bit. Give yourself an, a little bit of a renewal. Thank you so much, man. That was so good. <laughs> um, I was also impressed that you, you mentioned briefly that you put the ice cream in your freezer when you got home, which means you didn't eat all of it. I ate half. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm like, oh man, that's a small victory. Right? <laughs> it's mostly because I, <laughs> I was like, I just want it for yes tomorrow too. I should have bought two of them and then I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic. I think what one of the things that came, a lot of things came up for me when you were speaking, but one thing is um, I was chatting with a friend, a colleague in New Zealand yesterday and they're, they're done pretty much. They're with COVID. fine. They're good. So she's like going back to church and uh, you know, they, they don't even have to wear masks or social distance because there's no COVID. And, um, but we were chatting about kind of what you were saying about all the, the dreamy ideas everyone had at the beginning that this is going to change the world and all this stuff. And down in New Zealand, like they've gone back, everybody's gone back to normal. They've like started shopping again. They've started driving everywhere. They've started, everything is back to normal. And it was sort of a lament of, of, of that, but also just a reality check that like, all we can do is this moment. And so if we're saying that, you know, if we're dreaming that one day this is going to end in something, then we're not really being present right now. And um, yeah, so that was just, a, it's just a good reminder that, you know, the, the, the doomsday future casting or also the like, I don't know, like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Utopia <laughs> right. future is still taking us out of what's happening right now. And that's that escapism. It really doesn't provide like it maybe provides like superficial hope, but maybe not actual like earthy hope of what we actually need to get through this and be in this more. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And it can make us feel bad about ourselves too. You know, yeah. if we're like, ne- our kids are never going back to school, then you're just like, you know, circling the drain yeah. at the end of the day. Or, or if you're like, I didn't leave the pandemic with a book to film, right. movie, you know, yeah. like what a loser. I didn't become a millionaire during the day. Yeah. I can't even make sourdough. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's like, yeah. And I like also the, the, focus on little things because I think one of our previous people was talking about that, that, you know, we often think a big thing has to have a big response and that often it's just these little, like have a word and let it change every week because everything is changing every week mm-hmm. and have, you know, just exchange one thing, you know, don't try to fix everything and, and that that actually um, can do more than we think. Yeah. So good. I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, this is exactly why we're doing Mental Health Mondays. Exactly why we need it. Good. And so thank you so much. You know, I always like to tell everybody, our friends come here and share with us as a gift. And so we are so grateful that you um, took a little time today to offer us this uh, little nuggets of wisdom and truth and encouragement that we really need to last. And everything, if there's one theme that's been um, pervasive through Mental Health Mondays, it is um, gentle, self-compassion and gentleness, Um, but also intention because this will take us for a ride. Mm -hmm. And the ride is down into hard places that will really pull us under our hearts and our souls. And we really, um, we're all struggling. We're not going to be flying. We're not going to be flying in this season, but we do need to keep our heads above water and we need to find the good and um, that that just won't drop out of the sky. We have to be open to it. Um, But also what I love that you emphasize is being gentle with ourselves too and not, you know, creating, okay, now I have to live out, grind down and live out this intention because that is what gets us into trouble and that's what pulls us down. But a gentleness, a light touch, a small mercy, um, a little uh, what we need for the week, a scoop of ice cream when we need it in a parking lot, when we hit the wall and to be okay with that and to keep on keeping on. And last thing is just none of us have done this particular thing before. None of us have done this before. This is new. Um, But we have all done really hard things, guaranteed. I look at the two of you and I know my story. We've all done hard things. And so um, we're going to keep doing hard things. We're going to keep doing hard things together. And I thank you, Danielle, for being with The Refuge. Total gift. And we hope that you'll share this. Do the reflection questions. They're so good. Every single week I look at them and go, these are excellent. And you can just glean one thing that you need for this week. That'll be enough for us. So thank you. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.